You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From Shakespeare to Schwartz, from Fosse to Alvin Ailey, from Sondheim to Borellis, from McNally to Fay. It happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, it's the moment you know. Hi, this is Gerald Brunner, and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes, where we talk about the tingly mic drop moments that led you to becoming an artist. Warren Carlyle is a Tony winning and Emmy nominated director and choreographer. Most recently, he directed and choreographed the musical Harmony, now playing on Broadway. Just a few of his other credits include After Midnight, Chaplin, Hugh Jackman back on Broadway, Finian's Rainbow, A Tale of Two Cities, Kiss Me Kate, The Music Man, Hello Dolly, She Loves Me, On the 20th Century, The Mystery of Edward Drood, A Christmas Story, Stephen Sondheim's Follies, and more. Oh my goodness. And that's just a few. Welcome, Warren. Hi. <laughs> hi. 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 How, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so happy I'm to so be here. I'm so honored to have you on your 16th Broadway show. Crazy, right? Crazy, crazy. My my sweet, sweet 16. 16. Can you talk about when Harmony came into your life? I know it was decades in the making. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I have to say it's a really good, really long story. You know, Bruce Sussman and Barry Manilow and I met 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I was a dancer in my former life in the West End of London, <clears throat> and I was in the original cast of Copacabana. <laughs> so I met Bruce and Barry. I met these two wonderful guys, very talented guys, and we struck up a friendship. And 30 years later, I get to direct their beautiful show, Harmony on Broadway. It's really, really amazing. And, you know, the show came to me about four years ago. Bruce and Barry sent me the script and the music and I read it and, you know, by the end of I, I was in tears. I was, I was in a puddle by the end of it. It's so special. And I, I begged them. I begged them to hire me. And by some miracle, both Bruce and Barry said yes. So it's here we are. It's such a beautiful story for people who might not know it. It's about these very, it's about this very, very successful singing group in Germany 
in the 1930s, between the two wars, right, they're called the Comedian Harmonists, and they have this beautiful six-part harmony. And they went from being street performers to selling millions of records, making 13 films, working with Josephine Baker, Marlena Dietrich, and then at the pinnacle of their success, Hitler comes to power. Some of the members are Jewish. And I'll let you tell more about the story. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so interesting. It's so interesting to tell this story on Broadway. It's, it's you know, a, a real true yes. story. When I'm selecting what I watch on Netflix or HBO, it's like the true crime or the true whatever it is, it's the word true. And that's what struck me about Harmony is three Jews and three Gentiles come together in Berlin in 1927. They form a close Harmony singing group very easily, you know, with very little conflicts within the group. And they make the most beautiful music in one of the most chaotic times in history. And I, I just find it, I find it very moving. And to be telling this story today, also, you know, it, it like, it, it's, it's very, very powerful. So what went through your mind? We're here, Bruce Sussman and Barry Manilow, you know, decades in the making, come to you four years ago and and ask you to, you know, to be either the conduit to bring it to Broadway, you know, this beautiful, lush production that has, in addition to so much heart, has a lot of humor as well. And of course, yeah, I mean, magnificent yeah. dancing it's, and it's, the singing is off the charts. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Uh, you know, it was really amazing. And I, I had to, I said to myself a lot, don't mess yeah. this up. Like really, Warren, don't mess this up. It's, it's so important. It's so important a story. It's so fun a story too. You know, they're called the comedian harmonists. So it, it has to be funny. It has to be bright. These kids had no idea what was coming. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. It's like no one, no one in the play in the, in the musical knows how it ends. They just don't know. They, no one in the world could anticipate how terrible it was going to be. And, and that's, what's, that's what's so heartbreaking watching it is we all know. We all know how it ended. They had no idea what was coming. So I, it's like as much life and as much fun as, and as much vibrancy as I can summon in Act 1. And then Act 2, of course, starts to take a slightly darker turn and... And history, eventually, history overtakes the story. And what is it like for you to be both the director and choreographer? I know you've done both before so beautifully. What is that like to be that torchbearer of both? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's less dinners. It's less conversations. <laughs> it's less. It's just less dinner. That's how I feel about it. I really... I love doing both. I'm, I'm always happy. I'm always happy to be a co-pilot and always happy to sit by someone's side, especially a director I love or respect or, or quite frankly, can yes. learn from. But, but Harmony was really, was really great because it's one, it's one vision. There's, there is one concept. There's one vision at work. There's one mind at work on that stage. And, I, and in this particular case, I think that's what makes it strong. Yes, yes. And what do you hope people come away from the show with? Oh, goodness. You know, now, since October 7th, I, I hope they come away thinking this can never happen again. 
I really do. There's a beautiful thing, you know, so much of the set, so much of the design is this beautiful black mirror, you know, and I, it's like, I'm, I'm holding a mirror up to the audience, literally holding a mirror to the audience saying, this can never happen again. Like pay pay attention. And me as a non-Jewish person, I'm, I'm bearing witness. I'm holding my hand up saying, look at this, pay attention. This happened once, it cannot happen again. And yet somehow it's happening on our streets right now. So that's, that's, you know, I, I, it's a very thoughtful piece. It's, I hope it's uplifting. I hope it's hopeful. The music is beautiful. Bruce Sussman's book is, I think, astonishing. It's very smart, but it's very emotional. And, and who does a musical with, when the last seven minutes is a monologue? I mean, that's crazy. But, but for some reason, in my mind, certainly, it, it works beautifully. It works beautifully. I hope the audience is Google the comedian harmonists. I hope they, they think about history a little bit. I hope they think about what's happening today a little bit. But it's a, it's a very thoughtful, it's a very thoughtful And piece. it's such a commitment working on a show that's Broadway bound. And I think about the legacy of this show and how it was at the Theater Volksbühne and then moved recently and then had its Broadway opening. What keeps you going? What keeps you intrepid? Because it's quite the marathon, right? It's such an interesting question. I famously walk my dog every morning. No matter what, between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m., I walk into Central Park. And quite often, and, and a lot lately, the last week certainly, I just have said to myself, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Just, just keep going. And it's, you know, the, the, this business is really, it's tricky and it's really hard. And it's, it is a marathon, not a sprint. It just is. I, it took me 12 Broadway shows before I got a Tony nomination. 12. I did 12 Broadway shows before I was nominated. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard, but I, but I do, I love what I do. I'm very, very passionate about it. I really care about the actors. I really care about my collaborators. And I don't actually think there's anything else in this world I can, I can do. There's nothing, there's no other way for me to contribute other than to continue telling these stories and making these dances and, coming up with this, these ideas and pushing myself, pushing myself and others. I, I don't know how to do anything else. So I guess I got to keep going. <laughs> Which brings me to your lightning strikes moment. From what you've told me in the past, <laughs> you, you grew up in a small village, right? On the east coast of England. And your connection to those classic MGA musicals runs deep, right? Didn't you tell me once that you used to watch the MGM movies on VHS, like Easter Parade and Sea in the Rain? So I want to hear about your lightning strikes moment when you knew this was the path for you. (laughs) Oh, good goodness. I mean, that's, that's really right. I have to say that's very, very correct that there wasn't, the theater wasn't necessarily available to me. And without aging myself, but yes, I had VHS <laughs> videos of these of these MGM movies, and that was that was my access to dance and my access to music. And I, I um, yeah, my lightning strikes moment was probably, you know, I I saw the movie Top Hat, 
And that was when I pointed, I literally pointed to the TV. I was 10 years old. I pointed to the TV and I said to my mom, I want to do that. I want to do that. And, you know, God love her. She took me to the nearest dancing school and enrolled me. And I put on a pair of tap shoes. And I, of course, I'm a boy, so I'm noisy and I'm messy. And it's like, what could be better for a 10-year-old boy than, than tap dancing? And I just, I loved it. And that was my... That was my lightning strikes because from the age of 10, I have never once looked back. I just, I found my thing. What was it about Top Hat? Was it just watching Fred Astaire look so graceful and athletic at the same time? Or what was it about that movie? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, I remember some kind of like machine, there was like some stairs and there was like a group of guys in, in top hats and tails. And he was using his cane as a machine gun, but his feet, of course, were doing the rhythm. That's, that's really what I remember about it. And I was so taken, not only with the kind of Olympics of it, the athleticism of it, but also the idea. That's, that's what I loved. It was like, wow, this is a great idea. So I, now, now as I work, I'm more rigorous with ideas and less hung up on steps, actually. You know, a step is a step. It's fine. We'll figure out what, the, we'll figure out what foot we're, we're walking on or dancing on. That's fine. But actually, what's the idea? And Harmony is a perfect example of that. I do not have a company of dancers. I really don't. I really don't. And going from Music Man with a company of 50 dancers to Harmony with a company of zero dancers was really interesting. And it meant I had to have really strong, you know, the puppet dance ideas. I had to have really strong ideas in order to overcome the lack of stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's extraordinary to me when you say that you didn't have dancers because there's one particular (laughs) uh, moment in the show where they're they're jumping on the box backwards, and my friend and I were just marveling at that, thinking all the the pieces of you know of dexterity and yeah and skill that it takes. To do that, and of course, genius choreography. To think about how that tells the story, getting on that box, yeah, and risk. I mean, that that's about risk too. I mean, it's funny. It's it's somewhat dangerous because of the material. You feel the control of the Third Reich, right? They're pulling the strings. It's it's wonderfully dangerous. I, I I like it a lot. I'm I was I was always fascinated by the number. Always fascinated. So how did you get it. these land dancers to do these incredible numbers? 
Oh, because they're wonderful. That's that's how. I mean, those men, the whole company of Harmony, they're they're all wonderful. Those six men are really, really special. They they are near and dear to my hearts. And you know, we worked on it for. I mean, this group has been together for three years. Those six men and I have been together for three years, and we've really worked at it. And they trust me, and I trust them. And jumping backwards onto a black glass <laughs> box. It was like, it was kind of par for the course. It was like, why not? All right, we're all just, we're all just going to hold hands and leap together and just, yeah, sure, jump backwards yeah. a couple of times. You, I guess they trust that you're the let, you know, that you are the virtual let. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and the yeah. women are so phenomenal as well. They're very special. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And, that, and that's the balance. That's the beautiful balance is these, these men are like, they're like a box of puppies. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all over the place. They're, they're crazy and they're funny and they're charming and they sing great. And the women have got, they have got all 10 toes on the ground. Those two women. It's anytime we're with those women, Sierra Bogas and Julie Benko, you know, it's like, they're just, they are Broadway yeah. pros they ground the show in a really beautiful way, in a profound way. Anytime we're in their company, we're happy. They have extraordinary voices. They're extraordinarily truthful actresses. Those, those women are a very, very important part of this of yes. the story. And the way they sing just tells the story on such a deeper, deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. And that, there's, there's that beautiful oh. duet in act two. I mean, those two women just on the yes. edge of the stage and that... That looks and sounds like Broadway yes. to me. That is that is it. Like sign sign me up for that. I sign think it's me wonderful. up. So how did you go from being in dance class to getting that first job? Oh goodness, it was. Uh, I don't know. I struggled. I don't know. I like. I fo- I fought my way and clawed my way and struggled my way and faked faked my way into some rooms along the way. And you know, I, I always had a curious brain. I was always interested in storytelling. I was an English major at school. I, I had this strange thing when I was a child of whenever I would listen to music, I would imagine people dancing. You know, and still to this day, I stare at that white picture on the wall and I play music and I imagine people dancing. And that's, that's how I do it. It's one of my earliest memories, literally, is, is you know, my Sony Walkman and imagining people dancing. And, and that's what I do for a living. And it's I've just, I've always done, I've always done it. I've always, always done it. Even in my dancing years, I was choreographing for friends. I was doing charity benefits. I was doing gala. I was doing anything. And now I have the amazing privilege and honor of, of doing it for a living and, and with some of the greatest people So on the what was too. one of the first jobs you had professionally? Oh, you know, one of my first, one of my first ones is a, is a real favorite. I was in the West End production of Cats. And I was in year 10. It had been running for 10 years. And I, I was in that 10th anniversary cast. And my, my dear friend, and one of my greatest mentors too, a wonderful lady uh-huh. called Gillian Lynn, Gilly cast me in Cats. And I was in the West End in Cats. It really changed, it changed my life in so many ways. It, it, you know, Gillian is, was uh-huh. a wonderful, wonderful choreographer and director. She always had a reason for something. She always knew why she was doing it on a certain leg or at a certain time. It was always about story. And uh, that was my first exposure to, to, to real genius director and One of my favorite stories is how you approached Susan Stroman 
And second, can, can I be your associate? Do you mind sharing that story about you in Oklahoma? Oh, <laughs> I love God. that story. I mean, I, and Stro, I mean, she's talk about talk about a mentor. I mean, talk about a wonderful talk about a wonderful woman. Firstly, wonderful human being, and talk about an amazing artist and someone who's contributed so much to this particular art form. And and she's really special. And Stro was the one that kind of gave me my chance and she didn't know who I was I saw crazy for you in London I thought it was spectacular I just I loved the choreography it was you know her hand is so visible in that work and her genius is so visible it's it leaps off the stage and so yeah so Oklahoma she was doing Oklahoma at the Royal National Theatre directed by <laughs> Sir Trevor Nunn choreographed by Susan Stroman and I wanted to be her associate and of course, she rightly said, like, who the hell are you? Like, no, 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 because that's such a valued, trusted position. And she had an associate from Crazy For You, very famous Stephen Meir, who you'll know because he choreographed Mary Poppins on Broadway and Little Mermaid. He's a wonderful, wonderful director-choreographer. So Stephen Meir was Stroh's associate. So, okay, so I come out of, reti- I come out of retirement and I go into the chorus of Oklahoma as a dancer. And after the run at the Royal National Theatre, after five months, Stephen had moved on, I think, to choreograph Sweet Charity in the West End. And Stroman needed an associate, and she hired me. And so Trevor Nunn hired me to be his associate director. So after five months, my, my, my dreams came true, and I became Susan Stroman's associate choreographer on Oklahoma and Trevor Nunn's associate director. And then director. Susan Stroman brought you to Broadway, right, to do the producers with her. Which is crazy because, you know, nobody really knew what the producers was or what was going to be, quite frankly. So Stroman asked me, and could I come for six months? And sure. So I, I moved to America for six months, and I'm still here. And it's 25 years. It's 25 years and a lot of, a lot of gray hairs later. But yeah, and I, I came here for six months and, li- and never left. And of course, the producers famously became one of the biggest hits in Broadway history. It certainly, still to this day, has won more Tony Awards than any other production ever. Um, it ran for seven years at the St. James Theatre. Between Stroh and I, we set seven companies together of the show, traveled the world together, plus the movie with Uma Thurman and Will Ferrell and Nathan and Matthew. And, you know, everything that that, extraordinary um adventure bought and it and it taught me i got i got my i got my kind of student driver certificate from doing the producers i learned how to do a broadway show and what i also love is that here you didn't just accept the no when she said you know you i i already rightfully have an associate you auditioned got cast and then there was this little known actor at the time playing Curly, <laughs> named... I know, named Hugh Jackman. And so in, 19, in 1997, Hugh Jackman and Warren Carlyle met at the Royal National Theatre and formed an amazing, I mean, for me, honestly, a life-changing friendship, truly. He, he's, he's changed my life over and over and over again. He's invited me to collaborate with him. He's continued to be a friend. He's continued to be a collaborator. He's continued to be an inspiration when many times, quite frankly, in my life, I think I, I would have expected him to move on. 
you know, as, as, we all, as we all evolve and we all change and time passes, I, I always just expect him to, to move on to the next person. And, and he's so beautifully loyal and I, and I love him so dearly. And it's just, it's really been, it's been a very, very fulfilling collaboration and, and friendship. And I know ultimately. you directed his incredible world tour. And there's a really beautiful story about during the pandemic, right? That you work together, rehearse three days a week. That's exactly right. I mean, exactly right. I think Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like 10 till one, Hugh Jackman and Warren Carlyle, we would, we were in a studio and there was no one around. I, ha- I had the key, the gorgeous Butch Greer, you know, Patricia Ripley and Butch Greer. So Ripley Greer Studios is a yes. famous kind of Broadway um, studio. They have, they have studios all over Manhattan. So I called, I called Butch Greer and, and said, Hey, it's Warren. I don't know if you remember me. I've been, I've been renting for you for 25 years. My friend Hugh and I, it's the pandemic. I know you're closed, but could I, could I rent a studio on 72nd street? And he was really gracious. And he said, here's the key. I'm sending it, I'm sending it over you and Hugh just knock yourselves out, use the whole building, do whatever you need to do, make a beautiful Broadway show. And then when you're done, just add up, add up the hours and send me a check. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's what we did, honestly, for, for two years almost, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it got me through a really tough time. I was like baking cakes and I was like, lear- I was learning the piano and doing anything I could just to continue creating. But honestly, those those hours with Hugh at Ripley Greer were really And I think special. about what a marvel that show is. Your choreography is so magnificent. You know, it's epic. Mary and the Librarian. I've heard you talk about how the cast is so massive, right? And yet you started with just this one <laughs> actor. Yeah. And then you went from there. What was that like, starting with one person and then going it was really interesting and i have to say normally my normal job is to start in a kind of wide shot because you start with the ensemble and you build these numbers and then you you plug in the principal actors you you put them in whether um, whether we work in the same room or different rooms it's 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 different every time and with music man it was it was really the opposite and i and i because i started with hugh I started with this kind of beating heart. I started with the center of the story and I built from one character outwards. And it was the first time I've had the the great privilege of doing that. And I think it made the work so much deeper and so much better. And I think the story was was more clearly told through the choreography and his character certainly was, was served well. And the kind of Harold Hill effect, the way he affected everyone he looked at and spoke to and sang and sang with and danced with. You know, you could track the changing of the town from this very starchy kind of black, white, gray town to once Harold Hill had touched them, they all yeah. turned technicolor. And that was, that was tracked through movement. I mean, and that was, that was the gift that the pandemic gave me was for the first time I was really able to start with the heart of it and work outwards instead of going out outside it's in. beautiful what is the yale yang of you and you <laughs> the two of you uh, what do you think it is that makes you work so beautifully together 
Oh, because it's about the work. He's such a worker. He loves working and I love working too. And we, we roll up our sleeves together and we count five, six, seven, eight, and we, and we go. We're, we're also both beautifully competitive. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to speak, I wouldn't want to speak for him. Um, but there is a gentle competition of, I put my tap shoes on and go, ga 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 and he puts his tap shoes on and he goes, ga 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 Like there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful gentle competition that started way back when, uh, when we were doing Oklahoma together and has gently continued. And there's an intellectual sparring too of like, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? There's a, there's really beautiful tennis. Do you that love that moment when you get that blank page and it's yours and then you have to look at the screen and imagine what's going to happen or what's the real magic joy yeah. for you? I love it. It's interesting. I love it and I hate it because, you know, so often in a script, you kiss yeah. me, Kate is a perfect example, you know, too, too darn hot in kiss me, Kate, right? it's the top of act two and they sing, they sing the song and then at the bottom of the page, it says, and then they dance. <laughs> and I, I read the script and I was like, what do you mean? And then they dance. Like, why are they dancing? What are they dancing about? How many, se- I mean, what, what are the sections? Who's dancing with who? So, so that was, that's part of it. And the other part is like, Ooh, great. Now they dance. I get to write these dances. Like who knows what 76 trombones is? What's, what's that dance? Like what, what is that moment? So as a, as a, as a director and choreographer, I get to literally write my own script on those blank pages. And I do, I do love it as, as frustrating as it can be. And also as terrifying, you know, there's nothing scarier than a blank page. Oh my God. Now I have to write something. Now I have to do something, but I do also kind of relish it. It's, it's a fantastic thing to be able to look at a blank, a blank piece of paper or a blank stage or a blank, a blank wall and, and fill that space. I still remember too darn hot. And when they're suspended (laughs) all together in the air, it's riveting. And you don't know what's going to happen next. You just want it to go on and on forever. So what would you love to do next? What's the dream project? Or is it yet to be written? Or is there something you can share that you have your eye on? It's interesting. There's a couple of things. You know, I would really love to, before I leave this world, I would love to direct a straight play. (sighs) I just would love to do a play. And that's just that's just me as a storyteller. I just would love to do it and not, in a funny way, rely on music or rely on dance to get me through. I'd love to do a straight play. Um, I had a wonderful time in 2018. I worked at New York City Ballet and I loved it. I love that company. I, I go to the ballet often. In, in fact, in a funny way, I go to the ballet more than I go to Broadway. I just, those dancers are so spectacular. They're incredible human beings. And I would do anything to be back in that, in that world again. And I have a couple, I have two, I think, good ideas. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so straight play, New York City Ballet. And then I do, you know, I'm, I'm gently, I've gently started to explore the world of Edith Piaf. She's a very famous yes. French singer. There's something about her life that's really fascinating Marion yes. Cotillard uh, won yeah. an Academy Award for the Beautiful. movie Love and Rose. It's a really wonderful, it's a wonderful story. So there's, there's something about that that I'm just gently exploring. Well, I want to see all those. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's a joy to talk to you and be inspired by you. Yeah. Oh, you too. You too. It's absolutely my pleasure. And congratulations pleasure. on Harmony. Now at the Barrymore Theater. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The theme song was written by Tom McGovern. This episode was edited by Sarah Goodman and produced by Anna Strout. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.